Greetings, and thank you for checking out this message from Kingdom Life Community Church in Morrison, Illinois. If you'd like more information about our church, go to kingdomlife.global. Now here is the message from Pastor Ben Johnson. We've got our confession to say, our creed to say before I, I, I forget. Um, all right? Um, do, you, do you have them stand? We stand. All right, we stand. I've never done this before. Hey, this is nice. We're going to stand up. We're going to say this confession. All right? You ready? I am a child of God. The Father loves me. The Father forgives me. The Father wants me. I am His. He is mine. My past won't haunt me. The future doesn't scare me. Because in his presence is where I live. Amen. All right, you can be seated. All right, like that, the video that we that just watched was talking about the gift. So today I want to share about the topic of the gift that keeps on giving. And for those of you wondering, no, I am not talking about the Jelly of the Month Club. <clears throat> Sorry. Today, as we look at the gift that keeps on giving, we're going to place our focus on the Gospels. Surprise, surprise. And the gift I'm talking about is that, that wondrous, miraculous gift that came through humble circumstances, the, the, the gift that is the Lamb of God, the Lion of Judah, the promised Messiah of the world. The, the gift that in John 1, 14, it, it says that the, the gift... He came flesh and dwelt among us. Or Eugene Peterson, when, and, and when he said it in his translation, of, in the message translation, uh, he phrased it like this, the, the gift, or, or rather the word, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. So let's, let's start at the beginning of this. Let's start at the beginning of, of the, the incarnation, or, 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 rather, or rather when, when, when Jesus, who was already fully God, became also fully man, the, the, the incarnation. So oftentimes we jump to here, right? This is where we jump, and we're like, oh, wait, wait, hold on, let me check my notes. Is this where the Son of God took on flesh? We're, 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 quick, we're quick to think of the manger scene. We're quick to think of this. But, you know, in all, all reality, the Bible tells us that life doesn't begin at birth. Life begins at conception. So maybe we need to look at something else. Now, how, did this just happen? I mean, was this some random thing that just got concocted? I mean, how, how, how did this how did we get to this point? To the incarnation of, of Jesus Christ, who was fully God, took on flesh. We need to look at some context. So today we're going to look at Luke 1.26, and uh, I think it's through 38. If I'm not mistaken, 38. Turn there if you, if you can. All right. Here we go. Here's the context of how we got to that. 
In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asks the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. The baby, will be, the baby to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son in her sixth, and is in her sixth month now, for the word of God will never fail. Okay, friends, we've got three big ideas we're going to unpack. And we're going to go through them once, and then just for kicks and giggles, we're going to go through them a second time. All right? Three big ideas. God's chosen, yes to the plan, and make room. God's chosen, yes to the plan, make room. Okay? You ready with me? First big point, God's chosen. Mary was chosen by God. Mary was chosen by God. You know, this, is, this story didn't start off with that, that, that Mary was knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. You know, she, she, wasn't, she wasn't praying and like, God, I just want to be your baby's mama. Like, that didn't happen. That, that wasn't how it happened. God chose her for this mission to receive the gift that would be a gift to the world. This was not an accident. She was not a runner-up in the first place girl, like, backed out. It's like, all right, I guess you'll do. No, there was not a backup plan to this. God uniquely and specifically chose Mary for this mission. Why? Was she perfect? No. Was she sinless? No. Some people say she, some people mistakenly say that she was sinless and she, she wasn't she was human well, well I mean well the, the angel said that she was she was she was favored so that must mean well she's a goody two-shoes man she must really she must really know her Torah really well I mean she she must really be holy up there like no when when the angel said favored he wasn't talking about something that she had done he was speaking to what God was wanting to give her like hey, he chose you he he 
He is favoring you for this gift. She didn't earn it. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of, of details, you know, that we don't know about Mary, right? It's just a reality. But there's a few things we do that they're important. You know, she was a virgin. We know that also that her, her family line came from, came from King David. Um, we also know that, um, that her fiancé, Joseph, uh, that during the, the census, right, that, that be, because she was engaged to him and the census was going on, that it was going to require for them, for her to go with him to Bethlehem to register because that was where his, his family needed to register. And, and those three things, plus some other details as well, many other details, all fulfill Old Testament prophecies. Like, those are all, like, those are golden. Like, God's looking at a resume, like, oh, check, check, check. All right, we're good. I think there's something maybe deeper here that God knew her heart. That even besides, besides knowing her heart, he's the one who knit her together in, in her mother's womb. He, he, he created her with this purpose in mind. You know, and it goes, there's a lot of details we don't know, right? There, but, but maybe like, like David out in the pasture with the sheep and God saw him and how, and how he was faithful out there with the sheep and he's like, no, that's the man that I want to be king over my people. Could it be that God saw Mary and her faithfulness in, in living out the identity that he had wired her for? Could it be he's like, that's my girl. That's my girl. She's, she's the one. God knew she was perfect for this mission. But hey, let's, let's be real. Any gift that's offered has to be received. You know, it, it could have been that she's like, yeah, I'm going to pass. Um, that's going to really mess up my, my agenda. That's going to mess up my plans. That's going to mess up my, my investment portfolio. You know, I... She had a choice. There's some really foolish ideas going around that, that this was forced upon her. And it's just another example of misogyny. You know, she had a choice. She was empowered in this moment to choose. This was a gift. So how... Second big point, yes to the plan. So we, we look at this passage, and, and she goes from being startled and scared, and then, and then it comes to the point in verse 38, it's right, when Mary responded to this gift, and she said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Hey, she wasn't stupid. She knew that this story would be next to impossible for any average Joe to believe or yet alone even explain. But she said, she said yes. She knew that she would be judged, scorned, ridiculed, ostracized, and not just her, but her whole family, her son, and yet she said yes. 
She didn't know all the details. And yet she said yes. And from that yes, permission was granted for the Holy Spirit to come upon her and to plant the seed of the Messiah. She was courageous. She was willing to be the vessel that would receive physically the gift and deliver him to the world. She said yes. Third point, make room. See, Mary's yes in that moment was not an isolated yes. In reality, that, that, was, that was a daily yes. Yes, for the next nine months, but also raising him up, teaching, training him, discipling him up into adulthood. You see, that, that, that seed that was planted to her by the Holy Spirit didn't stay a seed. You know, when, when, when the angel was there offering, like saying, like, hey, God's chosen you for this, so she's like, okay, hold on. Um, I have some terms for this. You know, I, I think it's only fair, but um, so uh, I would really like a bowl of pink Skittles by my side all the time. And, and in this uh, pre-partum agreement, um, I think that, you know, as Jesus, you know, is, is hanging out inside, that um, if we could limit the stretch marks, that'd be great. So, um, 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 so uh, if we could allot, like, just a, a limited amount of space. I mean, you're God. You can do it, right? So, um, so, so many square inches right next to my spleen. I mean, it's comfy. It's cozy. It's got a good view of the kidneys. Like, I mean, if we could do that, that'd be great. Every day, every day, Jesus, Jesus grew in Mary, putting on weight, getting stronger. Mary's organs literally got rearranged, pushed aside, along with the rest of her life. Her primary focus was increasingly consumed with fulfilling her mission of bringing forth the gift of Jesus to the world. Mary was amazing. We should honor her for her selfless, obedient life that she lived, especially in this Christmas season as we reflect upon the nativity story. We, we, we should honor her She was the willing vessel that said yes to receiving the gift of Jesus in her womb so that she could bring him to this world in the flesh. Right? But she was a vessel. And I don't want to rock anybody's boat. I don't want to, you know, make anybody upset. But she was, she was human. Okay, she deserves lots of honor, lots of respect, but she was human. Like, she shouldn't be up here. She was, she was human. She was a willing vessel. A vessel playing an active part, a willing part in what God had for her life. She was a vessel. And, 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 the, way, and the way that she physically brought Jesus into this world, as that vessel, we spiritually get to be 
a part of bringing Jesus into this world as a vessel. You know, Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 4, 7. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We're vessels. So let's cycle back through. Let's look at those points again. God's chosen. You and I, we we are chosen by God. John 15, 16, we see Jesus talking to his disciples at the Last Supper, and he says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and to produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. God chose you for this mission. To be first transformed into the image of Christ Jesus so that you can share this gift to the world. That was not an accident. You were not the runner-up. There's not a backup plan. God uniquely and wired uniquely and specifically chose you for this mission. Why are, Were you perfect like Mary? No. Am I sinless like Mary? No. But he knit you together in your mother's womb, and God knows you are perfect for this mission to receive and to share this gift, the gift that keeps on giving. Now again, with any true gift, there's a choice. Right? He, he knit us. He, he, he created us. He wired us in, in, in specific ways with the intent that we would follow him, that we would receive him, but there's still that choice. We are free agents. We have free will. Do you believe that that you've been chosen by God? Not not just once, but 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 continually chosen by God. You know, you know, when I when I have time to to be able to to put my kids to bed and go go and pray with them and and, and I've shared this before, but I I, I pray this prayer that just kind of popped in my head one day when Sale was it's like just a toddler and 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 I was just like, you know, I pray that, that you would know that you were loved, you were cherished, you were wanted. And desired, and that, that you would know that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. So, is it just like I said it once, and, and so you're good? You know, the kids are good. Like you, you said it once, I don't need to remind you. No, like no, God, God is continually choosing you, and I want my kids to know that they that, that every day that God is choosing them. Do you believe that you've been chosen by God, not just once, but but continually, that he's, he's pursuing you. You know, Pastor Steve talked about some of the other uh, religions in the world. You know, it's like, you know, any, any other religion in the world, it's like, it's, it's, on, it's on the person to choose it, right? But this, this is one where we're responding to being chosen, 
Is there something that's blurring the truth in your mind? Do you feel compelled to earn his choosing? Hmm. Second big point, yes to the plan. Saying yes to being chosen by God is you surrendering to Jesus. It's like, it's like Mary when she, she was in that, that point with Gabriel and it's like, you know, yeah, I, I am the servant. Whatever you said about me may, may come true. You know, it is, it is seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness above all else. It's, it's saying yes to growing in loving God, loving others, and making disciples. You know, we're not stupid. You're not stupid. You, you know that, that, that people won't believe, won't believe you when, you when you share about the transformation that's taken hold of your life. There's a lot of people that won't believe you. But, but you say yes. You know, you know people will ridicule you. They'll even unfriend you. You know, like, there, there, there's, there's a cultural shunning that can happen, right? But you continue to say yes. You don't know all the details, just like Mary did not know all the details. But we continue to say yes. And from that yes, permission was granted to the Holy Spirit to come into your life and be, to begin that transformation process. Has it been a struggle to say yes to God's plan for your life? Has it been something that's been holding you back? Make room. The moment we say yes to the gift of Jesus, it's not an isolated yes. In reality, it is, is it a, is it a da- it's a daily yes for the rest of our lives. What may start off as a small seed will grow, grow into you know, what Isaiah talks about as, as being an oak of righteousness for the display of his splendor, right? The, the gift that keeps on giving. It's a gift that keeps on giving because we're not just saying yes to, well, this small little seed, just like it wasn't a small little, it didn't just stay a small little seed for Mary, right? It grew, it became all-consuming. It rearranged things, right? It stretched things, when we say yes, the Holy Spirit plants the seed, but it's the gift that keeps on giving. We've been talking about the, the, the gifts of the Spirit. What about, what about callings? What about dreams and visions? What about greater levels of understanding, greater levels of discernment? Hmm? What, about, what about all that God has for you? It's the gift that keeps on giving. But, you know, Mary had to make room. Her body had to adjust. There's only so much room. You know, sometimes my, my, my kids will, will, uh, will make, make a comment of, like, um, that they want something. You know, they want, some, they want a, a toy or a gizmo or, or uh, something to create perpetual motion if you're Xander. I don't know. But, um... And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Let's, um, let's talk about it. Um, if we have this, where are we going to put it? You only have so much room. 
in your bedroom. And, and sometimes you can stack stuff a little bit higher. You can maybe fit things inside of other things and, and kind of be creative. But at, at some point, there's only so much room. Something has to, to leave in order for something else to come in. Every day we need to, to make more room. We can't limit Jesus to only transform our spleen. He is an all-consuming fire. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Mary's organs and life got rearranged, and her primary focus was increasingly consumed with fulfilling her mission of bringing forth the gift of Jesus to the world. Are our spiritual organs, as it were, agendas, goals, dreams, making room for Jesus to grow? Is our primary focus increasingly being consumed with fulfilling the mission of bringing forth the gift of Jesus to the world through the power of the Holy Spirit? Please, never divorce it from that idea. We can't, we, I, Ben Johnson, and my flesh cannot bring forth Jesus to the world. No, 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 it's the Holy Spirit. As I make room, the Holy Spirit is able to work more and more and more through me to bring Jesus to the world. The more room he has, the more transformation that can happen. No, when 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 the the seed of the Holy when the the Holy Spirit planted that seed inside of us, you know how much room did we allow for luggage? Like, is it just one suitcase? Because like one suitcase is just visiting, right? Or or was it like back that semi up? And Jesus is there with the, the 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 loading crew, like to unpack, and it's like a whole a whole lot of room got to be made. I don't want just a visitation. I want I want a habitation. Are you are you wanting more of Jesus? Do you do you need to make more room? You know, maybe there's. Some, some things that need to be purged, you know? Like maybe, maybe there's some certain things that... Um, maybe there's like this, this sense of justice of, of, that you're just, you're just holding on to. I'm, I'm just holding on to this sense of justice like, yes, God, smite them. Get them back. I was, I was having a conversation real recently with... with with somebody um, about a situation that we both share, and I'm just like, you know, like there's a part of me that I want to have this conversation with this individual, not uh, that we both share a relationship with, and but I'm like, what, 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 when would that, what fruit would be, be worn out of that? You know, if I gave them my mind to let them know how they wronged me, and like, what, what would come out of it? Nothing. So here I am holding on to this, wanting to have this justice. 
And what is it getting me? Holding on to that when God's saying, let me be your justice. Let me, let me, let me be your defender. Or, or, or you have people with, with hurts, and it's like, well, you know, we, we would never mentally say that we're living out of our hurts, but yet they're like tattooed all over our arms. It's like we, we're just walking around, and, and people just kind of like, stay away from that topic. Stay away from that issue, or just avoid that person altogether, because like, That's like pulling a pin on a grenade. It's just like, mm, nope. Just gonna. I mean, are, are, there, are there hurts? We're, 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 we're just holding on to them. And God's like, I, 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 erase, erase those hurts off your arm and, and cover it up with Redeemer. Or, you know, and instead of having your hurts and your pains all over your arms and, and just all over your face, you know, it's like, you know, healer. And, and, and it's, so it's like, well, so does that mean that we just you know, throw out our testimonies? No, 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 no. It's make room. It's making room for, for the Holy Spirit to bring redemption to our stories, to bring re- redemption to the hurts, to re- bring redemption to the things where we felt injustice, allowing him to write the story. But we have to make room. There are things that just have to be purged. And that's between you and God. Is there an aspect of your life that that needs to be reoriented with a Jesus-focused intentionality? The things that you're passionate about, the things that maybe God has wired you for, they don't have to, they don't have to be purged. They just have to be reoriented. There needs to be permission granted to make room for all those things to be centered around him instead of around me. We've been chosen. It's our choice how we respond. To say yes, but saying yes means the continual process of making room. Mary gave us an example. She did it in the physical. We do it in the spiritual. In closing, I have a song for us to listen to. Just hold off a second, but... Um, but there, as we listen to the song, there's nothing going to be on the screen. It's just, just a song I want you, it's from, by Casting Crowns. And, and I just want you to, to, to think about this song and to reflect upon three questions. Don't be reflecting upon what food's at the potluck. Got to get in line. No, no, no. These three questions. What, what got your attention from what was shared this morning? Whether worship Pastor Steve's exhortation to the message. What got your attention? What, and what, second question is, what is God saying to you? And the third question, what, what are you, you going to do about it? We're going to play the song. You can close your eyes and just reflect. Go ahead.
You can come as you are, but it will set you apart. You can come as you are, but it will change you. It will set you apart for living for God. There's a room in your heart. Let him write his story. Um, if, there's, if there's anything in any of uh, what was shared this morning or what God was speaking to you just now that you're just desiring to unpack further, you know, please don't hesitate to reach out to the pastoral team or the elders or, or if you're maybe like, man, there's something that I'm wanting to unpack further in like maybe the form of like kind of prayer ministry counseling. Um, please don't hesitate to reach out to the office. We would, we would love for you to walk in the truth that you are chosen so that you can truly say yes to the plan and that you will continue on your journey to make room in ever-increasing levels for what God wants to give you. Um. Thanks for joining with us today. And if that message touched your heart in some way, please let us know by emailing us at info.kingdomlife@aol.com. You can also find us and reach out to us on Facebook. And we hope that you will join us again for another podcast from Kingdom Life Community Church.